0: Just heads up in this podcast, Ron, Dave and I are going to have a conversation in regards to our next area of research and study. We've been just recently looking at four part series on developmental psychology. And so we categorize that as study of psychology. We've also just momentarily did a podcast on emissions that looked at the impact of technology Today is an inside look into the conversation that Dave, Ron, and I had in regards to philosophy. And we look at this from a model that we've referenced in the podcast, just to give you a heads up, suggesting that there are things, and mostly ologies, that impact people, their behavior and beliefs. And so we clearly understand the importance of psychology and its impact on human behavior and beliefs. But we also look at theology and its impact, philosophy and its impact, sociology and its impact, and also the driving force of technology. We also would acknowledge genetics as an impact as well. So this is just a simple conversation at the kitchen table on how we came to the background to study in our next study on philosophy.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to the Pacific Institute's Kitchen Table. The intent of the Kitchen Table is to provide a platform where we are able to share and discuss the dynamic world of cognitive science and the specific role it plays in performance. I'd like to introduce our co-hosts, Greg Coughlin and Ron Medved from the Pacific Institute. They have over four decades of experience working with hundreds of organizations on applying cognitive psychology and science. Pull up a chair. Let's get started.
0: So let me just check in. Are you are you okay with sort of just playing with this and then seeing where it goes? Yeah. When we talked last time, one of the things that made sense to me was if we come back to our human behavior, one of the things that, you know, if we come right back to human agency, And where I was early into this was saying, what influences human behavior and human agency? It's theology, philosophy, and psychology. This is a a beginning framework. And one of the reasons that I was so impressed with Dave's presentation of your spirituality, Dave, because it was like you were... You were taking the colors of theology, philosophy, and psychology as sort of a the palette, and painting your own spirituality. So I was impressed by that. Just so, what I was thinking through last time from Dave's comments was just the 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 color palette that the, these drivers have in influencing our beliefs. Historically, Dave, we looked at psychology as our primary space of research but it kept on drifting into the the broader category of philosophy and how it influences us based on what we've come in to mention in our podcast or recording last time theology is an influencer but it isn't an area that you know we necessarily want to go into what i liked about where we got to last time as well was And I I use the sort of the driving prevailing winds, you know, the prevailing winds of technology that now uh, enable such speed and social diffusion of content. And one of the problems is that it doesn't necessarily have to be legitimate content, it's just socially diffusing um, at speed and pervasely and profoundly blowing. And so I think that's important to acknowledge that technology is, a, is an important uh, variable, but it's not an area of expertise that I hold or that I think either one of us hold, but it's a factor. The other thing that affects is, is our genetics, theology, philosophy, psychology, and I, I also believe that prevailing winds provided by populism and pluralism uh, have also a significant impact on our, our human behavior. And it's sort of, for some reason, in the last decade, politics has risen up to be more significant and pervasive and potent then I actually believe it should legitimately have. But that's an opinion. But from what we covered off last time is that the politics of populism and pluralism defined in developmental theories are prevailing winds that are blowing on us. And then the social side as a sociology to this is I was looking at civility, citizenship, and civility as a social construct that has sort of been fading on the whiteboard. And so we, you know, in, I look at Ron's, you know, age group and how significant citizenship and civility was. And it was uh, somewhat significant for you and me, Dave, but it seems to be fading in its importance and responsibility. So when you said, you know, the Mennonite world of service, I was listening to a podcast the other night, and he said, remember when uh, service work mattered and that as a political person, that was service? it wasn't business yeah and somehow the social wind prevailing winds have have hit and they're eroding the clarity and the responsibility and the accountabilities of civi- civic and civi- citizenship i was using this model not as complete but as a framework it creates a dilemma And for me, the the last point on this, why philosophy plays such a significant role in, 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 for me, it is the root driving force behind psychology. It is arguably the root and driving force of theology that was anchored to psychology and it influences politics, sociology, and theology. Now that's a debatable point, but for me, it's sort of going back to, and this is probably articulated best by using neutral thinking, Ron. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like Russell Wilson was a student in neutral thinking after he threw four interceptions Instead of thinking about the four interceptions, he went back to neutral thinking to find his core fundamentals. And in the core fundamentals of how to throw a football at speed and accuracy, he went into neutral space. So Trevor Moet was coaching this, and that's kind of where I feel on philosophy for me, is philosophy, given the prevailing winds of technology, sociology, politics, I'm losing my footing. And because I don't have either a clarity or a confidence in in theology, I do have an understanding of psychology, but I've sort of landed on the the platform of philosophy. and, And just to present, not argue for, the four cardinal virtues or the four virtues of stoicism are like my four fundamentals of throwing a football, Russell Wilson. And so that's why I'm searching for the foundations of philosophy that I can know thyself that when I'm running into a Trudeau hater or a, uh, conservative hater or whoever the the haters are that i don't get sucked into the vortex of hate that i can go to philosophically uh my foundational neutral thinking and know how to throw a a pass in between tight coverage
2: let me pause well i think i followed it greg uh it's um again i i I'll, I'll make this short uh, but as we've looked at uh well as i look at this this uh d- diagram here um you know i've i don't my mind sort of has naturally gone to this is all, all of these are true, but uh, what's missing here? Uh, And, 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 uh, you know, and I, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to think this way. It's just sort of, you know, what's, what's, uh, what's happening. And, uh, and again, I'm, I'm, I want to go back to, I mean, I want to remember that we're our mission is to make things simpler, not not more complex. So what, well, and so that's sort of um, in process, you know, in process right now as to how to make it simple, uh, and 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 not not so simple that it's not, you know, solid. But that it's communicable, and uh, so that was that's one sort of reaction that I've had. The other the other reaction I've I've had is that, um, and this was kind of after the last time we talked, and, and we were starting to pick these directions here. Uh, I, uh, the word uh, embody uh, came came to mind. And you know Dave, Dave has mentioned, you know, we want to make it uh, make the complex simple, but we also want to make it applicable. So of course, uh, applicable and embody are our first cousins, you know, in in terms of their meaning. And so uh, a lot of this information in, in my experience is heady stuff. It's, it's head stuff uh, at the end of the day. It's what ha- have you been able to determine, d- determine is worth embodying and how have you done or how are you doing on embodying. Uh, and so I, I'm, uh, I guess I might as well just lay it all out. And then the other thing that I sent you an article uh since we last talked about you know and it kind of falls in the category of all all a lot of this is intellectual stuff but what about sort of the quote non non intellectual you know dimension of wisdom and so this article on dance and music and and the arts got through to me big time you know because uh you know, there's, there's, there's a wisdom, you know, to sort of incorpor- incorporating those things into your life as well. Not just, uh, not this, the intellectual stuff. Yeah. So I'm not making it simpler, you know, in the short term, but I'm, it, I'm it's pro- probably more complex, but there, there's are some other dimensions to this, I guess, in addition to the sort of the intellectual part.
0: Yeah. Dave, I've got some responses to Ron, but I can hold off if you. if you since I w- budged my way in here sorry yeah go ahead. Well, so the the complex simple I' am, I am totally on board with that. That being said is that this is complex and our job is to make it simple And I kind of look at this as, if each one of these were were cords like i'm cleaning out the garage and i've got last year's extension cords all tangled up but they happen to be color coded there's a red one yellow one blue one and it's all tangled up into a knot that's kind of what i feel i'm doing is this is tied up in a knot and it's frustrating what do i do and i've been untangling And the the relationship between psychology and philosophy so that I can distinguish. I feel that people are so, and I don't mean to be derogatory on this, I put myself in the same category, is so ignorant on politics that we latch on to a single position uh, and and don't really understand it, but we, we choose sides. And so the politics chord is mixed in here and people, it's just a knot of tangled chords and people don't know but, uh, that this is a populist megaphone that they're listening to uh, versus uh, you know a pluralistic uh, at my heart. You know, I'm a pluralist at the heart because I know it takes in all of us to do it together. We coexist. But I feel like in politics it's just been this muddled cord of tangled things, and people just throw up their hands and walk away. So so on the one response of complex to simple, that's exactly what I think we're on we're on the goal is to untangle. The second response is the applicability. I've studied philosophy for a decade. I've studied cardinal virtues for five years. I've studied stoic philosophy for four years or three years. I still don't have a practice on it. And I haven't figured out how to make it applicable. And that's what I'm desperately wanting for myself is to embody this and I may be embodying it, but I'm not sure. And what I'd like to be able to do is like a a civic workout, that there is a philosophical workout, that we get to a spot of untangling all these interconnected things, and our job is to untangle them, and then to be able to make them applicable. The third response is is just in terms of not intellectual could not agree more strongly when you sent that article. It it rem- it just now is like the Howard Gardner's multiple intelligence. If we approach this from an intellectual perspective, IQ versus EQ or SQ or uh, dance, uh, artistic or kinesthetic or spatial intelligence, I think we've got to... Re- respond to address this in multiple intelligence ways? Sorry, Dave, comments to my original comments or comments to Ron's comments or comments to Greg's comments on Ron's comment?
3: (laughs) (laughs) My only comment is that this is where I was hoping we were going and where I understood we were going towards the foundations that then, then would be untangled or unpacked and we would attempt to determine what a practice or, or embodying uh, the, these foundational understandings would be. So yeah, this is where I hoped we were going. So yeah, okay. I'm with you,
0: Ron. Are you okay with playing along with Greg for a while on this? Oh yeah, stuff? I am. I am. I'm fine with that. But hold us accountable, and you know, or hold us to task in terms of simplicity and applicable, and and I like the word embody. And that's a really good word to kind of, but I'm also, I I like what I said in terms of these cords all tangled up. And I find the political cord is tangled up in places that it shouldn't be. And, you know, I also would argue that the theology cord is tangled up in where it shouldn't be
2: yeah let me let me make one quick comment on that greg uh the thing about politics that's troubling is uh and, and makes it hard hard to sort of stomach or even understand is it's emotional think about think about your um uh, your political discussions or arguments that you 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 really don't like and you know there's there's emotions that are tied up in that and i i think that part of the way out of the political mess you know in in our own mind is to sort of try to find a place that's not emotional um you know it's just uh, so easy to just say i hate those guys you yeah. know and and or i hate that you know that kind of response and and so um the other thing that you were talking about i mean you got to look at the um the emotional d- dimension well of a lot of the things that we that we're introducing here it's not it's not just intellectual you know it's emotional and there's some emotional intelligence that's required to sort of uh, uh, untangle yeah. um and and, uh, and uh, I know in my experience, I mean, on some of these subjects, and I've sort of d- delved in many of them over the years, is that sometimes, you know, the smart thing to do uh, is, is to walk away um, and, and uh, just accept what you have or don't have in terms of understanding something. Yeah, uh, and 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 being okay with that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... well, I, if I could
0: just add on to what you said, and it it's illuminating with greater clarity to me, if you look at and put an in evangelical into the equation, mm-hmm. we're evangelical about political positions it doesn't have room for for coexisting as we've got more and more technology pumping out the volume and the the volume and the vo- velocity of political ideologies so the technology is sh- pushing this out yeah it's it's i think we've lost our footing in a civil society a social, so I'm looking at the social, that how to respond to conflicts, because when you're so evangelical about whatever, um, it, it, it compromises the civility.
2: Yeah, I hear you.
0: And, you know, with the pipe of technology being so big and wide and fast and, and furious and uncontrolled, you know, I was listening to a, a news piece last night about Elon Musk's control of Twitter. And at the heart of that is when you have an ind- individual that can control political conversations by by choosing and selecting, being the editor of what gets published and what doesn't, You you run into problems. And so when you're talking about, you know, uh so so the just the social response and where i'm searching for is i'm looking into the 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 book of philosophy for my own know thyself reason so that i'm believing that that is a good place to look to find out a good platform to stand on that has historical evidence to prove that it's been useful for, dec- for centuries after century after century, and that I can find my footing in the philosophy that then influences my sociology that inter- allows me to adjudicate the technology that also allows me to select the, the, the ideologies of polo- politics, and also to recognize theology. You know, what the evangelical is credited to Christian, evangelical Christians, but we're what we were guarding against ourselves was being evangelical about our view as well. So I think evangelical is a good kind of checkpoint. Is Am I so evangelical about this that I can't see the other side? that I believe that I'm profoundly right with, with no, it's just black and white. And that's where it's, you know, seems to be um, overwhelming these days. It's just how black and white things are presented that are actually largely gray.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this conversation, Dave?
3: Yeah. I think that, that you're dead on in terms of the, the, um, active commitment we've made to staying away from a dogma or an orthodoxy and i'm i'm interested in in how like when if you look at at uh, stoics and you look at um the say knowledge you know what we know uh, and uh, and try to apply you know, some kind of, uh, perspective taking to what we know, uh, it, it really comes down to what we can influence, what, what, you know, like what we can choose, choose to do. And, and then it, it all comes back to, to justice. And so the, the, the foundation is, and not, you know, is just being able to see ourselves as, or to see our lives as partially lived out with the purpose of of being of benefit to to other people and and to to uh, humankind and so when i think about you know the ability to see other perspectives or to you know create a practice it, it all come for me comes back to 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 justice, to seeing that that responsibility that I have to live in a way that that is responsible for other people's um you know well-being that, that that's partially my my responsibility and I think in all of this if you don't embrace that that piece if it if it if your entire reason for being is is self-serving then all of these become problematic like if if your politics are all about getting you and your buddies what they need at the expense of others then you're in trouble if your psychology is all self-focused then i think it 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 you know ends up being problematic if your the- theology or spirituality or your um you know social beliefs are are all self-serving then then there's 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 a challenge. And that's that comes back to why I was excited about this step in the process of understanding citizenship and civility and, and polarity thinking, even is that it, it needs to be infused with a spirit of of justice. And so I think when we talk about linking it to stages of development, that part, that core part really does live in green at least, you know, that, that, that uh, understanding of the needs of others. And, and then I think you do sort of move up into tier two thinking about how I'm going to live my life so that others can, can also have what they need. So anyway, that's a bit of a ramble, but yeah, I, I, that that's what I was reacting to as uh, I was listening.
0: Ron, comment or...
2: No, I'm just uh, I'm just uh, watching myself and and the two of you how how you approach how how you approach this uh, sort of crossroad that we're at you know which is where to where do you place emphasis uh, and, uh, and like I said you know my my journey gets <laughs> gets complicated by the fact that there's other there's other uh, highways and byways that keep p- poking his head in, you know, into, into the discussion for me. Um, but I was just thinking, too, I was noticing that uh, when you were sort of flipping through some of the slides just a moment ago, and it was the four Stoic virtues, there was there, one of the Stoic virtues, there's one of temperance and i got the you know and i said oh well that's where my you know my my emotional intelligence uh thoughts are coming from maybe that you know you've got uh, to me i mean um, um, emotionalism uh, falls into that virtue in terms of there's some answers there in in temperance uh and then that's also something you know that i have uh an opportunity to embody, you know, that, you know, and, and make it real. Uh, so, anyway, uh, those were some of my reactions, Greg, as I was listening to you guys.
0: Well, and just uh, my sort of final comments on sort of the purpose of our next study uh, is that Dave's offering last time was to illuminate for me the importance of defining my identity through my spirituality and using spirituality as a general vessel that i can put theology politics psychology philosophy sociology into that all become who i am and this is where i liked what you implied Last time, Dave, was this was your own self work, uh, not not trying to sway somebody in terms of the percentage of theology they put into their spirituality, or how much po- politics they put into their spirituality. So it's sort of like you're putting, you're baking your own cake here, and the 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 the, the cupcake holder is the spirituality form. And we're just adding into what we're taking away from your Mennonite service piece that part of that influences and informs your spirituality. So where this got me to, and just, if we pause here for a second, this is where I was hoping that we could look at philosophy as a, an investigation of sort of exploring the background and the utility of philosophy in adding to um, this, the influences on our human behavior, our beliefs. So I was prepared today to share what I, where I came from on philosophy and trying to find my way through it that have ultimately led me to the four cardinal virtues, or led me to the Stoic philosophy as a a way to embody philosophy in a, and with four virtues, I can juggle four. When it's 16 virtues, I would drop a number of those balls and probably drop them all once I dropped a few of them, if I was trying to juggle them. So are you okay if we, you know, wrap up this section and now just spend the rest of the time on me trying to articulate where I'm coming from on philosophy. You good? I'm
2: fine with that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, for this as sort of a part one of our investigation into exploring, I'll move to part two and just um, pause here for a second
1: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast with the Pacific Institute. If you like what you heard today, click the like button, or perhaps share this podcast with friends and family. For more information on TPI or how to get in contact with us, please visit www.tpikitchentable.ca. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. See you next time at the kitchen table.